Hey there, I'm Cheryl Espinal, a makeup artist, beauty business consultant, and mompreneur. You're tuned into my podcast, Behind the Muse. This podcast is about an in-depth look into beauty, hair, family, sex, life from a black woman's perspective. Learn beauty techniques executed by professionals, simplified by me, so you can do these techniques yourself, as well as having a safe place to discuss the issues that interest all women. Stay tuned to this episode of Behind the Muse. Yes, it's your girl, Cheryl, and I am back. I know I've been off for a little bit. Um, I had to get some things together, but we're going to have a lot of great shows. And guess what? Season two will be premiering this May. So make sure that you tune in um, every Tuesday for a new episode of Behind the Muse, the podcast. Now, Behind the Muse, we talk about a lot of subjects in relation to beauty, everything. You heard the intro, so you know what it's about. But today, we're going to talk about something that seems to be an emotional topic for a lot of women. And that's dealing with hair loss. Yes, dealing with hair loss as a woman can be really, really tough. Okay, um, it's it's tough on everyone, a uh, man too. But dealing with hair loss as a woman can be especially um heartbreaking and heart-wrenching so let's get right into it so what is hair loss in women it is just that hair loss in women is what it is a woman losing her hair when a woman experiences this unexpected severe regular loss of hair um like I keep repeating, it can be very troubling. Okay, normally humans shed between 50 and 100 single strands of hair per day. That's normal. Okay, hair, shed, hair shedding is a natural part of the hair growth cycle. Some hairs fall out to allow for new growth to come in, but what is frightening is when more hair falls out than what grows in. Okay, this is when the hair loss happens. More hair is falling out. Not a lot is growing back. Um, hair loss is different than hair shedding. Okay, the medical term for hair loss is alopecia. Okay, hair grows on almost all of our skin surfaces except for like the palms of your hands, the soles of your feet, lips or eyelids. Um, light, fine, short hair is called vellus hair, which I'm filled with that fuzzy hair. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a hairy little baby. My husband said I even have fuzz on my back. Okay, but terminal androgenic hair is thicker, darker, and longer. So let's talk about the hair growth cycles, okay, because it happens in cycles, okay. There's three cycles that the hair grows in the antigen phase or the growing phase this can last from two to eight years yes it, it this phase is probably the longest um hair growth cycle this phase generally refers to about 85 to 90 percent of the hair on your head now this other um growth phase is the catagen phase or the transition phase it's the time that the hair follicles begin to get smaller or shrink and takes about two to three weeks okay now the last phase is the telogen phase or the resting phase this takes about two to four months at the end of this phase the hair falls out okay your shorter hairs like lashes arm and leg hair eyebrows have a shorter antigen phase about one month but your scalp hair can last up to six years or even longer 
Okay, now, hair loss isn't one thing. There's not like just one type of hair loss. There's multiple, it's different types of hair loss. What are they? There are three. Okay, now I'm going to put on, I'm going to try my best to pronounce them as best as I can, but one particular type of hair loss is called antigen effluvium. This is caused usually by the poisoning of the growth hair follicle or the growing hair follicle with medications or even something like chemotherapy. Okay, Telogen effluvium is caused by an increased number of hair follicles reaching the telogen phase which we talked about earlier um this is when the this is the stage where the hair falls out okay so the telogen telogen effluvium is 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 an increased number of hair follicles going to that telogen phase more than normal and the androgenetic alopecia female pattern alopecia or female pattern hair loss baldness this type is the most common unfortunately um, the hair thins over the top of the head and on the sides but I hear a lot of people saying that they notice the hair thinning in the middle of their hair so androgenetic alopecia female pattern alopecia or female pattern hair loss baldness is the most common type of hair loss so earlier I said that this isn't uncommon but how common is hair loss in women well many people think that hair loss only impacts men okay because they you know I, I guess it's more acceptable I, but I know men they worry about their hair they don't want their hair um, to to thin out they don't want to go bald they feel that it ages them but this is also very common in women according to the Cleveland Clinic it is estimated that more than 50% of women will experience noticeable hair loss wow that's that's a lot of women the most significant cause of hair loss in women is female pattern hair loss, like I said earlier, or the and androgenetic alopecia. Okay, this affects about one third of susceptible women, which equals out to some 30 million women in the United States. Wow, that's a lot of ladies. Okay, and why isn't this often talked about more? this is not uncommon okay so if this is something that you're going through i really don't want you to feel that you're alone okay this impacts millions and millions of women throughout the united states okay now which women are more likely to experience hair loss well any girl or woman can be impacted by hair loss however it is usually more common in women older than 40 but i'm noticing that Women in their mid-30s are starting to complain about it. I'm often in the salon. I sell hair. I deal in hair extensions. And I'm hearing more women like 35, 32, 33 starting to see and notice that their hair is thinning. Okay, Women who have just had babies, they experience hair loss pretty commonly, which I'm sure it may have to do with impacts of the hormone changes and, and stress. It, it, it could be multiple reasons. Women who have had chemotherapy and those who have been impacted by other medications, they are likely to experience hair loss as well. Okay, But one thing I also want people to keep in mind 
a woman who often has hairstyles that pull tightly on the hair like tight ponytails tight braids or use harsh chemicals such as relaxers a lot of color really don't take care of it well they are very susceptible to experiencing hair loss okay and another thing that is really really sad about going through menopause is that a menopausal woman will experience is likely not all but is likely to experience hair loss so let's dive a little bit more into the common causes of hair loss in women okay so hairstyle keep in mind hairstyles is one of the most common way to go bald please please have this conversation with your hairstylist don't be afraid to talk up because your style of hair can cause hair loss okay when you style it in a certain way or arrange it in a way that pulls on your roots tightly like tight ponytails braids or cornrows that are pulled too tightly this can cause something that is called traction alopecia which is very common amongst women of color okay if hair follicles are damaged, the loss can be permanent. So if you're concerned about a hair weaving application or if you're getting braids regularly, be sure to have an open conversation, some communication, a dialogue with your hairstylist. Like, look, I want to hold on to my edges. I don't want to be bald. I don't want to cause permanent damage to my hair. Please don't pull too tightly on my hair. And a, and a professional stylist that actually cares about hair health will not pull too tightly okay now of course we want our 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 hairstyles to look neat but at what cost there are different kind of ways to style the hair when it looks neat and beautiful without tugging and damaging the root okay so another common cause of hair loss is a vitamin deficiency when we're not getting proper nutrients in our diet, when we're not eating healthy, that impacts the hair. It impacts the bloodstream, which impacts the growth of your hair. So a vitamin deficiency can cause and is a common cause of hair loss. Dieting, rapid weight loss, okay, restrictive diets. Why? That goes into what I said earlier about the vitamin deficiency, not getting the proper nutrients, devastating the circulatory system that impacts your hair health. Now, over processing your scalp hair, causing breakage that causes baldness, too. You know, I've been I, I wear my hair now. Well, I don't I, I do. I don't put chemicals in my hair now. Okay, but it's been about 10 years since I had a hair re a relaxer put in my hair and I used to go get my hair relaxed or get a perm and I would do a super perm because I wanted my hair to be super straight, you know, years ago because I thought it was more convenient and then it was neat. So as soon as I saw any kind of new growth in my scalp, I would go get a perm. So I was getting a, a perm, a chemical treatment to straighten my natural hair every six weeks. And then I noticed that my hair wasn't really growing. It stunts the growth of your hair, over processing your hair, but also it will lead to baldness. Okay, so. What causes the antigen effluvium hair loss, which is a different type of hair loss that we talked about earlier? Toxic substances, harsh chemicals, you know, heavy illicit drug use. This includes chemotherapy, radiation therapy, and some medications that is a side effect. And unfortunately, um, 
you know, we battle with cancer and we battle in our lives when we need to get these treatments. So losing the hair could, you know, could definitely um, not just impact your emotional health, but it it is a side effect of trying to become healthier. You know, when you're d dealing with um, a, a cancer and you're trying to treat it with chemotherapy and radiation and that sort of thing. So this is something that really is hard on a lot of women but this type of hair loss can be permanent if your follicle is damaged okay so what causes telogen effluvium hair loss extreme physical stress or shock to your body yes i always tell people your emotional health impacts your physical health and it, it impacts your appearance Okay, this can cause temporary hair loss. You know, I remember my grandmother, you know, when we were younger, and she would, she, you know, over the years, she had become, um, she has learned how to manage her stress, but we always knew when she was stressed out because her hair would just fall out in patches, okay? So it's very important to manage your emotional health, which I'm, I, I work on every day. It's, you know, stress management, staying out of my head, not overthinking, not over worrying, not just because I want to be happy, but because I want to be physically healthy and I want my hair to be healthy, okay? So another cause of telogen and flu um, hair loss is like I said losing a lot of weight surgery anemia anemia is a result of a vitamin deficiency illnesses and having a baby is uh, and I'm gonna keep saying it like sometimes it's just hard being a woman okay because these things really impact our physical appearance another um, cause of telogen effluvium hair loss is an abnormal thyroid, which that is very, very common. Okay, um, medications such as blood pressure medicines, gout medicines, and high doses of vitamin A. All of this and hormone changes causes telogen effluvium hair loss. Now, what causes female pattern hair loss? It could be genetic. Okay, you can inherit this from your family like you can be that woman that you know you can be a, a part of a family that they just their hair thins at, at a certain time I, I have a friend um as she got older she noticed the back of her hair it, it got it, it got it became thinner okay but this was something that happened to her mother her grandmother and that's something that you really can't help your genetics okay aging oh yes because we're going through hormonal changes. This can lead to female pattern hair loss. And like we said, menopause. Some menopausal women often experience hair loss. Okay, The estrogen is lost during menopause. Hormones really impact um, the growth of our hair. Okay, Some people are going through hormonal therapy to to manage and it impacts their hair there are also some conditions that affect hair loss like alopecia areata or areata is an autoimmune skin disease that causes patchy hair loss it's something that you know it, it happens when your immune system turns against you it's an autoimmune disease that you know it is very possible to also lose hair in other places on your body such as your underarm hair and pubic hair however that's not always permanent alopecia areata, but it can happen. Can this be treated? 
Can hair loss in women be treated? Yes, there is hope. There is multiple um, ways to treat it. You can treat it medically. You can treat it with a nice lace front wig. But like I said earlier, everyone don't they don't want to be chained to a wig. Okay, um, so there are different treatments depending on what type of hair loss you have and what caused the hair loss okay so for example in the cases where the hair loss is due to stress or hormonal changes like pregnancy okay there may not be a treatment needed it may just need to be um some time you know patience and you know like for example okay if you're stressed Managing your stress, focusing on hair health, focusing on physical health, that may solve your problem right there. Okay, pregnancy doesn't last forever. Your body will readjust itself, hopefully, naturally. Usually, it does. If not, you know, you can seek the help of a professional. But the best treatment for that may be when it comes to stress or hormonal changes, is just simply being patient and realigning your physical and emotional health okay and the hair loss will stop after a period of time okay but in the situation of hair loss being due to hairstyling practice practices okay like the tight braid and the tight um ponytails um certain chemicals and and treatments that's not meant to that's not going to be really healthy for your hair okay this means changing those habits getting away from those hairstyles okay that causes the damage and starting over seeking healthier styles seeking healthier ways to manage your um your hair okay you may even need a new hairstylist okay that can educate you on different ways to get a look without chemical treatments and you can still wear braids and ponytails but you have to do it a different source a kind of way this is when it really is really important to seek professional hairstylists okay ones that care about hair health ones that have a proven track history on hair health and that can ab absolutely um educate you and teach you how to manage your hair daily because of course you don't live with the hairstylist and regular good hair practices they matter okay how you take care of your hair at home matters so in that case it could just be change that's needed Okay. Now with nutritional deficiencies, taking supplements, for instance, I take biotin regularly, you know, and other multivitamins, not just for my hair health, but for my overall health. But that also has helped me in the past with hair breakage when I noticed that I've gone too far because I used to wear sew-ins back to back to back to back without letting my hair rest. And like I said, years ago, I used to do chemical relaxers, just changing those habits and adding a good multivitamin and supplement to my daily routine has also not only helped with decreasing or minima minimalizing hair loss but promoting hair growth okay now Rogaine you know they have something or minoxidil this is something that's uh, approved for treating female pattern hair loss yeah Rogaine is for women too uh, however you have to follow the directions to the T Okay, you you and I think you have to use this product indefinitely. So when you're thinking about using Rogaine or Minoxidil, I would also 
um, consult with a physician just to make sure that's a treatment for you. But that's also an, an option. But if you plan to uh, get pregnant or breastfeed, I definitely would, would hold off on the minoxidil or otherwise known as Rogaine. All right. Now, there are low light laser approved treatments. OK, that was approved by the USF, um, US FDA, Federal Drug Agency, to treat um, hair loss with women. Okay, there is, I think one of them is called Hair Max or Laser Comb or Theradome. All of these are different types of low light laser helmets and caps that can treat hair loss. Very expensive. I'm going to put it out there right now. It's not cheap, but this is a treatment. Okay, now there are other medications that have been studied but not approved. Uh, to treat hair lo loss in women, you know, things like L-Dactone or Spironolactone and other anti-androgens, finasteride, estrogens, prostaglandin, steroids. I know that I know someone personally who used um, steroid treatments to, you know, treat hair loss. So there is hope and there's multiple different ways to treat it. It's just you have to. Um, know what's best for you. You have to know what type of hair loss you have and you really need to consult with a professional. I don't encourage Google doctoring when it comes to hair loss because there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of myths out there on treating um, female pattern hair loss. You know, you, you got to really consult with a professional and managing your health. That is so important in treating hair loss. There are other treatments besides medication and stress management. There is a procedure called hair transplant surgery. That's another option, very expensive. Um, this is when they take small pieces of scalp with hair follicles. Okay, they're taken from different parts of the hair, like the back of the head, and moved to slits in the areas of baldness. Okay. Um, but this may cause problems. This treatment includes the usual risks that are associated with surgery, like an infection, folliculitis, which is hair bumps, okay, or infection of the hair follicle. Um, and it can cause shock, which will lead to loss, hair loss. So, but hair transplant surgery is an option, okay? Now, where the hair falls out in the transplant area, it, it, it can definitely be... A problem but there's risk in any type of surgical procedure but this is an option okay uh, now they also have injections of protein rich plasma okay this is something that has also been used and it what it does is it encourages hair growth okay because protein is great for the hair I mean done correctly keep in mind um, but this is generally made from blood that's drawn from you from the patient okay the platelets are removed and concentrated and then added back to the blood for injection wow now you know that's expensive no that that sounds costly but it is an option now something that I didn't know um, that is an option treating hair loss or a procedure is microneedling of the scalp Ugh. I don't know how that will work, um, but microneedling of the scalp with and without the application of minoxidil. So this is usually done in conjunction with uh, the medication minoxidil or Rogaine, the microneedling. But it doesn't sound too comfortable, but it is an option. So 
There are medical ways, there are surgical ways, medications, stress management. All of these different things can treat uh, female pattern hair loss. So there is hope and there are options. But once again, you must consult with professional, professional hairstylists that focus on hair health and hair growth. Professional um, physicians, I know dermatologists are great sources and specialists to go to to figure out how to regrow hair that's been lost. Okay, so don't get discouraged if you're losing your hair. Know that there are options. This episode is brought to you by MSC Virgin Hair and Cruelty-Free Beauty. MSC offers ethically sourced Virgin Remy hair extensions along with vegan and cruelty-free makeup for women of color. We offer online layaway and exclusive discounts when you sign up for our email list. Shop now, musemob.com, M-U-S-E-M-O-B.com. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this episode of Behind the Muse where we talk about hair loss in women. I hope you enjoyed this episode and more so than anything, I hope you became encouraged if this is something that you have to deal with. Don't forget, okay? Beauty comes from within, all right? So, of course, I've had my own insecurities with my body, but learning to love yourself and accept yourself in all stages of life, whether you're losing your hair or not, is the most important part to maintaining your beauty. Thanks guys.